0: Learn more at Marines.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click or just stop by Granger. For the ones who get it done.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. this podcast is part of the sports social podcast
2: network this week on the marketers report Patrizio spagnoletto global chief marketing officer direct-to-consumer for warner brothers discovery
0: weighs in on building trust
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kevin Graham and welcome to the Axon Bulletin. As usual, I'm joined by Russell Boys for this Monday Club. Russell, how are you today? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I've just realized I've got a hanging towel up
3: behind me, Kevin. It's not the best of the looks. Is it a wet towel?
1: Aye, ah, it was wet this morning, aye. <laughs> I feel better now, I feel better now. <laughs> quite right, quite right. I mean, I spend, I spend five minutes taking doing pictures and all of that, so nobody... Oh, nobody I know, mate. It. It's, you know, it's, all about, it's all about the image, mate, all about the image. <laughs> I know. Or oh, some folk actually say, you spend five minutes going into your next door neighbour's house to actually film this. Because <laughs> this is not is <laughs> your house. Eh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Right, I mentioned last week eh, that about Eddie Howe, and I says that I'd bet two quid that he wouldn't be the manager by the end of the week, and I've, I've been I've been proved right that he wasn't going to be the the manager by the end of the week because I just think there's too many things mm. uh, uh, outstanding um, at this moment, as of this moment as we went live on air, he's still not the Celtic manager and or looks likely to be the Celtic manager, because nothing's changed. We haven't heard nothing since we've been here seven days ago. The Tuesday announcement, which we were speaking about last week as well, was basically to say that Dom Boy, Dom Boy Mackay, will start his job next Monday. So he'll go, uh, Next Monday, the 19th. So he'll go into the job next Monday, and he'll get his hand over for Peter Lawley, and you can what the handle will be, but at this point next Monday, Peter Wall will be taking them around the office, like showing them the fire exits, showing them the toilets, eh, where the hidden biscuit stashes that that, that we covered with a five way agreement in it, in it eh, that, Peter, that Peter doesn't exists. Uh, the, old, the, the old firm pack that where Peter Scott look, the, the old firm <laughs> brand man needs to get kept alive and under all circumstances. Uh, the scouting reports on bio and barcas, and they'll be in his wee walk drawing that. Eh? Then he'll do what everybody gets on their first day at work. Peter will be gone, wind introducing them to the introducing them to all the office staff and gone. Good guy, good guy, no so good guy. <laughs> so, uh, so after. All of that is done. What's the first thing that Don Mackay should actually do? Apart from going and get a cup of tea and get into that biscuit stash.
3: Aye, I think I think he's got to he's got to address this management issue and find out how far down the road we are with it. And if there is a hold up, what the hold up is? I think there's two sides to this, and I, I was quite intrigued by what Tony was saying on Friday. If I'm completely honest. Two people haven't said nothing in this. Don't uh, uh, Celtic or Eddie Howe. That's good. That's a good sign. You know, it's not like a case of... You know, I think I think if Eddie Howe was 100% not coming, I think the club would have cleared that up by now. I think they would have just came out and said, look, we've moved on to other targets or, you know, contrary to reports, we are not close to appointing um, the name that's been mentioned in the papers. We're actually focused on several other targets and are, you know, very... The, 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 the search process. So I think Don McKay probably already knows what's going on. I know he starts on Monday, but I think he's unofficially done a bit of work so far. I think probably so. Um, I think he'll be getting regularly updated on on what you know. If there's been a hold up, we're talking about it as a hold up. Really, it was an unnamed source that overnight became on one of the blogs. Eddie House agent now. If I look back, it just said a representative of Eddie Howe, and it was an unnamed representative. And it seems to the story seems to have got a lot of credibility for some reason. Like when you kind of strip it back, I'm, you know, who is it, and, and how did it become his agent overnight? When you know you keep looking, I've looked into the tweet and all that. There's nothing there, mate, that suggests that was his agent that said that. There's no name to it at all, and I worry if. I think there's two sides to this, right? And I think there's a reason why Don McKay might be coming in earlier. I think, such as been this season, it has taken very little for Celtic fans to panic over something. And that story, without, as I say, a source named on it, just a representative of Eddie Howe, has caused a bit of mass panic. Let's be honest, it has. It has. And I think that's because on the back of, of what, what season we've had, um, and we've been scrutinising everything Celtic do with regards to the hold-up transfer. It coincided with the Ivan Toney story that came out as well, Kev, that he'd been in the building and we didn't get it over the line. Therefore, people are just putting two plus two together and expecting the worst. What is one good thing about how Don Mackay was appointed? Celtic said nothing until the, the, it was confirmed. Nothing. Until the job was Like, he came out of nowhere. So I'm hoping that they're just doing a professional job here, the negotiations remain private, we don't need to say anything right now until it's official, there might not be any hold up in the slightest and it might just be, for want of a better expression, a shitstorm starting over nothing, do you know what I mean? I think it's, mm-hmm. I just, I think maybe we need to, I think, I, I don't, no, I panic. right? I'll be completely honest, I panicked, right? But I think, on reflection, listening to Tony on Friday, I kind of thought, do you know what? That's a different angle of looking at it. I've not really taken it into consideration. And I did then go back over Twitter, as I say. There's no name to this, mate. No, There's no name. And and because of the negative season we've had, are we just joining the dots
1: the wrong way around? Do you know what I mean? I'm panicking a wee bit too easy. Us as a Celtic support, us as a support, and this this is... Every football fan really panics. Basically, (laughs) Basically, basically... you look at the English Premiership, and we all know that Eddie Howe is wanted by a certain level of Premiership club. Crystal, the Crystal Palace name won't yeah. go away, and exactly. I, I don't look on Crystal Palace forums, but I've got a couple of friends who get really, really obsessed with this type of stuff, and they'll go into the Crystal Palace forums and they'll have a yeah. have a look, and they're all saying, "Oh, we've spoke with Eddie Howe, and that's why that's why Celtic, are, that's why the Celtic job's not been announced, and." You've got Newcastle. Well, Newcastle went six points clear of relegation yesterday, and it looks like they won't get relegated. And that might save Steve save Steve Bruce's job. But who, who actually knows what will actually what will actually happen there? Because Mike Ashley's a lot of himself. But as you say, a lot of Celtic fans panicked when they saw that tweet. It's the same as the panicked. When, myself
3: included, by the way.
1: myself uh, included. I'm not judging by the way, I'm not judging. I never because we can't control what's going on in the background. We can't what? worry whether Eddie Howe... If Eddie Howe wants to take the Celtic job, he will take the Celtic job. If it's getting offered to Eddie Howe. And you make a great point there when you actually say, if he wasn't interested in taking the Celtic job, I reckon he would have came out and says by now, I mean, by the way, I'm not interested. I, I'm, I'm going to wait for the summer and see what happens in England. I, th- I, I, think, think it- I think the club as well... Sorry to interrupt you, Kevin. Sorry, mate. Just to touch on that as well, just to...
3: I think the club would be in their best interest to rule him out if it wasn't mm. happening as well and just say, look, we've moved on to other targets. We did have chats with him it's because the more this builds, right, if it weren't to be him, it's going to look worse. Do you know what I mean? So I, I think it's an encouraging sign that neither camp have said anything. Sorry, mate. But no, 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 no,
1: no, you're quite right. I says, a, I says a few weeks ago that Celtic don't, like, do things in public. The Dom Mackay thing was was fired on us. Uh, But uh, but his announcement that he was going to start early was sort of leaked on the Monday. That that it was basically, there was going to be an announcement to the stock stock exchange on on the Tuesday. And that's what seems to happen with Celtic. It seems to be quick. So on next Monday, when Dom Mackay's done whatever he needs to do, been shown round round the place, sat doing has a cup of tea, watches a Monday club, do you think his first phone call will be Eddie Howe to actually say, right, we need to get this over the line, what do I need to do? It's so hard to
3: say. It's so hard to say because there's a part of me that thinks it could still be done already and it's just a case that they're not announcing it yet. I don't know. Maybe they're waiting to that day for, for, for Don McKay to be in the building before they, they perhaps parade him. But again, this is complete, complete speculation on my part. I mean, if it's not sorted then yes, I think that would be your priority job, would be to go in and find out the reasons why and just grab the bull by the horns, like you say, and phone them. What's the hold up? What is it that's happening? Is there anything I can do to get this over the line? Is it Richard's shoes? Is it you're not sure about coming to Scotland? Is it that you don't want to start this season, you want to start in the summer because you're enjoying your year out? What is the reasons and can we work round them? I think it would be a realistic thing to do. Although having said that just to play complete devil's advocate, it might already be sorted.
1: Who knows? <laughs> Charles Sweeney comes in with uh comes in with a comment. I think if Howe wanted the job, he would have signed by now. Steve Clark or John Kennedy for me. Now Kennedy has been impressive the way that he's dealt with the media. Steve, Steve Clark for me. Steve Clark has got a job to do with Scotland, and he's not going to take the Celtic job with with, with a job that is especially with the Euros. This summer, I think that rules out Clark completely from the job. But what what eh, Charles Sweeney says there? What happens if it is a done deal? But how's going? We can't announce it just now because I've got a contractual oblig- obligation to Boardmouth that I can't take another job to say the start of June, end of May. I've got a con- uh, who knows, mate? Uh, uh, who who knows? knows what what happens if there is still. I, I, I'm going. To, I'm going to play a wee bit of a devil here, right? What happens if he wants a job, but the certain staff members being forced on him, and well. and he doesn't want it, and that's what's holding it up? And he's going, "I do not want that. I want to take my own man." And what happens if those staff members are being forced on him because the outgoing? CEO has promised certain people within the organisation a job, and he's trying to push that over the line. Now, this is just pure. This is just my brain making noises. No, here. Eh? no, uh, I uh, like that. I've got no inside information at, at all. So, what happens if your outgoing CEO is trying to be silver black again? Yeah, and so Eddie Howe, and I, Eddie Howe is Kevin, going? No. Aye. I think at first, cave you've got to say this is something
3: that has been widely reported as well at one point, that they wanted to keep and Kennedy. So, you know, it's not a figment of your imagination you're coming out with here. This mm-hmm. has been, apparently, how he was willing to accept him at one point. Um, and apparently one of the other stories we've read in the media is, and that's what we're here to do. We've got to comment on stuff that gets put in the media and that, you know. So I think... The Richard Hughes-Bergo Harkin one's very, very interesting because I see both sides on this one a big time. Now, for me, it's how that one-off an opportunity to get that you just have to sh- to park it with the, the Harkin thing and go with what Eddie Howe wants and who he's going to work best with because he's that good. Um, I think we're just a wee bit too quick to be worrying about what we do when Eddie Howe leaves. I said this last week, Eddie Howe's track record is actually he stays for the long haul. Brendan Rodgers was the polar opposite. He had had spells for a year, two years, under a year at one club. Um, him leaving after two and a half, three years with us was no surprise. Okay, when you look back at his career trajectory and how it's actually panned out. Um, Eddie Howe's shortest spell was Burnley, which we keep hearing was this tiny short spell. It was actually between 18 and 20 months. Mm-hmm. that is someone who was going through a lot of off-field stuff at that time that we don't know you to go into but they gave it still stuck it out I would say you know that's really two years he's still, you know, he was there a long time um, in spite of everything else that was going on so if he's saying he wants his director of football right this is my man this is how I work best way. is he sub- you know, sublim- subliminally telling us I'm here for five six, seven years if so we should be on that bus that is what you want to hear. Whereas there seems to be a thought process that: what do we do if we hire houseman and the two of them leave in two years? Well, why do we think we, again? This is stepping stone FC coming back, and we all keep thinking that when we get a name, they've got a one They're looking. They've got one an exit door right away. This is Celtic. This is huge job. This is far bigger job than Bournemouth, and they start there for seven years, knowing that the best thing he could do was the odd top half finish there. Still, stuck it out five seasons in the Premier League. So, I think it could be a positive sign that that, that he wants his old man because it means he's in it for the long haul. Flip it and go, is it really right that the manager's picking who really is going to be the guy overviewing how he does his job? Do you know what I mean? Has that got to be the guy who's overviewing the job that is in there first? And I get that train of thought, that school of thought. So that's where we're at right now. I think there's there's positives to both. There's negatives to both aspects. For me, I think he's the one that, he's the appointment that unites the fans and the club need more than ever to unite the fans. I would just, I would make an exception and just get Houseman man in if that's what it was. If
1: that's what it was. He, he does uh, uh, unite the fans. You are right there. I, I mentioned my, my red lines last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I I've, I've still have got them, but as I've said, how is the best candidate in a very unimpressive field for me, or oh, unimpressive field of candidates we can actually get, yes. and we seem to be speaking to. Um, Kevin Hamsey comes in with a comment here. I don't recall all these types of issues when Hodgers arrived, though. I'm not confident on how, to be honest. Which... Well, just quickly
3: though, we're going for a. Dip. Brendan Rodgers didn't have these issues because he was given the keys basically for the first season or two. You know, I mean, he wasn't working under the director of football until about eighteen months in. Lowell stepped back up to that. I think he was given false promises, probably that we'd have free reign the whole time. I think Celtic seems set on the director of football format, and therefore now it is about which one you you know who wants. I think that is going to be
1: the structure at the club. That would be yeah. mine with that. I understand where Celtic are with this. They don't want to, they look at European clubs where European clubs where the director of football is probably more important than the manager and if the coach leaves, moves on to bigger things, the structure and director of football is there, the analytics side is there, the sports science side is there yeah. and the manager doesn't take that with him. I understand the club's point on that. Completely. If that, if that is a sticking point. Yes. But, also, but also understand where house coming from. Going, no, I want my own man, and I do get. So there, there is a case of I don't know what happens in these high powered meetings and negotiations. No, never, I've never been. I, I've never been in them. I've usually just go for a job <laughs> interview and get tell you're working with that wapper. And and that's what usually happens, eh? Um, A bit like what happened here, mate. I didn't didn't even go for an interview. You just turned up one Monday and got (laughs) telling to talk to you. Um, But what what I would say about Kevin uh, Kevin Hamsey's comment was.
2: Not just a media company. iHeart Media is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
1: The negotiations with Brendan Rogers went on for weeks before he was announced. Even though the announcement was quick, the, the negotiations were going on for weeks beforehand. So... Celtic seem to do everything at a snail's pace and Paul brought up the comment by, I can't remember who it was who says if Law was still tinkering he's going to cost 20,000 season tickets in and, and Peter Law's time as Celtic CEO we have never done anything quick everything no. seems everything seems to have been analysed and analysed again and then psychoanalysed analysed to the ninth degree and we've tried to get stretch the, as much money as we can get, as much bang for the buck, and, and try to do it as cheap as possible. Cheap's maybe the wrong word that, that, that I'm using there, eh? yeah. but you, you understand what I'm I mean. Do, do you think the thing is, as well, with
3: Rogers, was there was a lot of negotiations, and I'm sure they took just as long, right? But was he getting as much press conference because there was a lot? I think there was still a lot in the media that were not particularly convinced he was a realistic target. I think you know what I mean? So it wasn't getting the day-to-day stuff. Because even Celtic fans, let's be honest, we weren't all going, Oh, he'll be a for the Celtic job. It did seem a bit of a fantasy appointment, to be honest with you. Um and therefore I think now how one I'll tell you another thing as well, right? And I think as well there's a lot of uh, a lot of doubts getting flung out there about, you know, whether he wants the job and things like that. I smell a wee bit of fear, my man. I can. I smell a bit of fear. I think it tells you how good he is, and everyone knows he's going to be good if he gets that job. How good he is, stuff. So, we'll never um, um, But I think he could. I think I smell a bit of fear in there, and I think there could be some negative press getting put out, because they want their wheels to come off before it gets started. Because this bus, I'm telling you, is a shiny, belted bus right to the garage, woman. And I'm telling you, it can go at 200 miles an hour. I'm smelling a bit of fear, man.
1: If you're, uh, what is it, better in your viking bus, has it got toilets in it? Has it Roykeen that's it... a different bus for the <laughs> It's special in its own ways, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, no, I'm just picturing, I was going to say something there, but it was completely, uh, I'm, I'm leaving that thought in my head. I'm not even going to go anywhere near where I was actually going to say <laughs> there. Uh, uh, we we'll would get too coffee air right away. Uh, <laughs> See, for me, uh, we've got a, a powerful shareholder, major shareholder, and if Eddie Howe was by any chance uh, shown any doubt, was, I'm just going to, like, like hang these along, tag along here until I get a job in England. That noise there that you would hear, would be our major shareholder stamping his feet and appointing somebody else because he wouldn't wait about. He, he wouldn't wait about if he if he got a a, a sniff a sniff that Eddie Howe was mentioning us about. And that's if we, we, we've, we've even spoke to him. And this is maybe where the if Howe goes to Crystal Palace, Newcastle, wherever, and they go, "Aye, ah, he's didn't get your top choice." Celtic can quite come out and come out and go like that. Well. He wasn't really our top choice. We were talking to three or four guys. He was just the name that was leaked to the media by a certain agent, Uh, if if you know what I mean. eh? So Celtic can go, well, who do you know who our first choice was? Because we never says he was the first choice. So I I think think as well, that see if it's not going to happen
3: that you say Desmond makes that call like that, I think Celtic could come out and just, you know, put that fire out right now. Because the longer there's drags, the more it is going to look like we've missed out on him. And the, more, the harder it then becomes, right, for whoever it is that does get the job, the longer this drama goes on about how, and not how, the harder it is to pitch whoever the other name is, unless it's, you know, Pep Guardiola, do you know what I mean? Which is not going to be. So I think, uh, for me, if, it, if there is, it, I think the silence is a good thing. I'm going to stick to that positive tone on it, my man. I'm going to go away. Neither camp has said anything. I'm panicking over an unnamed source that we don't know for Adam that could just be, you know, getting a wee bit of fear. I think that could be... And there's Brian Graham, I mean, he's saying about Celtic TV talking about him. I did miss that. I never seen that because um, I was working at I had everything on mute yesterday on Saturday, Kev. So I was just...
1: Uh, I was watching the game in silence. So I didn't realise they'd actually mentioned them. I did. I, I did find it quite interesting that they that they did mention it, and I don't know mm. if that's subliminal messages or anything like that. Because having dealt with a club, everything that you're doing with a club's name on it or on a club official channel goes through the ninth degree of what you can say and what you can't say. Yeah. And so it was quite interesting that his name was mentioned. As I, as I says, I'm actually of the belief if we had if we are talking to Eddie Howe and we were getting the the inclination that he's just stringing us along, using our name to try and bag a bigger fish, get on a better bus or get a job back in England or whatever it was, then our, our major shareholder would be stamping his feet at this precise moment in time and would appoint somebody else. And uh, for me, I hope everything will become clearer next Monday or Tuesday. I really do, once Dom, the Dom boys in his office switched on his laptop I think everything will become clearer next week because I reckon the season ticket renewals will drop end of April, start of May I reckon yeah. the letters will be going out through the door and they'll want the new manager's signature on those letters you can't send out those letters with John Kennedy's signature on them, and that's no offence to Johns Kennedy.
3: No, 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 I hear you on that, totally. It was interesting, one of the comments that popped up on the on the screen said um, you can't possibly appoint a manager before the CEO. The CEO now. I think that is, I think there is a bit of truth in that, because the powerful image you want when he's got the scarf above his head is the new Celtic the new Celtic involves the director of football, whoever that is, when he's left. And for me, you get the CEO on the right because this is the new era that we're going into. And I can kind of understand that. Other option? Appoint him before the Old Firm? Or the, or the Glasgow Derby before everyone panics? Um, Appoint him on Friday?
1: I, I don't know. I, I don't, look, it's, it, it's, it's just clear... Big style, eh? It's clear Kennedy's here at the end of the season. Uh-huh. The, the, there's not going to be any change whatsoever before the end of the season. And I just pitch, think the story though, let that be the story
3: going into that game, do you know what I mean? I think that would be, I think, think it would be a shrewd move.
1: Is, is it a good time to bury bad news? I mean, when we appointed Brendan Rodgers, the announcement was the day before uh, Hibs and Rangers played in a cup final. And they, and they announced it late at night so, That's right. That's so, the papers right. were absolutely full of it. The following day, uh, would they yeah, maybe? Yeah, be happy with that. I, I don't know. I'm not really bothered anymore. I'm getting a bit sick of this speculation. I'm not worried about the speculation any <laughs> anymore because what will be will be, exactly. <laughs> and 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 what we we kind of control what's happening behind the closed doors. No, uh, I mean, I would be. I would be great. If it happens next Monday when we're on air and we can actually start talking about fact and no, no like, oh, I know, I know. Um, rumouring that because we, we did get a bit of abuse last week uh, for basically. And, and basic we based like, on rumour, eh? but there's nothing else to actually base it on. Eh? Well, I, I think when
3: there's stories that you're reading online and in the paper, we're well, not physical papers, need to buy them anymore, but when you're reading, like, newspaper articles online and you're reading tweets and you're it's kinda of how media works. So we've got to go with those stories and discuss that. As you like to do, you like to go into the parallel universe of the what ifs, the how's and and how will this work and how would that work and what if we then add that to detail to it to me that makes good view and I don't I don't really see it. we weren't, we weren't at any point acting you know, I would much rather do that and go down avenues of potentials, pros and cons. That in claiming we were in the know and claiming that we were we, we knew this, we know that, we know this. I mean, that's not that's not that's not the way to do it. So no, I mean, right now, as you say, the speculation has went on for a long, long time. Um, it is getting a bit tired. So I agree with that. As I say, the good thing, the positive vibe for me is if it wasn't going to be how the club could could make that abundantly clear and say we've moved on to other targets and it stops this train from or this bus. Um, from, you know, crashing more spectacularly than what it would. The longer it goes on, and if there is a seed of doubt that we don't get him, I think the harder, firstly, for the next uh, manager, because he's not he's he's anyone but not Eddie Howe, and I think the come down for the fans would be, they'd feel like they had egg on their face, and it would, it would affect season tickets, so I think there's no two ways
1: the The comment before Barca, the Barca boys ones come up. Would Celtic fans accept John Kennedy if he gets a good result at the weekend? I don't. I don't think we would. Uh, and that's no. again, we, we we need a clean break. And and do I feel sorry for Kennedy? It's football. I think he understands the way football works. The, the, it needs a clean break. And even if he does gets gets a good result on Saturday, and we move on. Um, even you know if son, there's two so, good, good sides to this, Kev.
3: Two good sides to this, my man, right? Kennedy is given five, six years of a coaching team that has been extremely successful, right? And he could be saying one bad season when it was clearly, you know, it wasn't, you know, when I've been working with better managers or whatever. He could, he could have a good point there. But right now, Celtic is still on the back of a disaster of a season. Giving him 10 games, I think it could be, or whatever, in mm-hmm. charge, of a huge football club. That on his CV is only going to enhance his career options. I don't particularly feel sorry for him in that sense. I think you're right. I think he's, I think he's came over first and foremost really, really well. I think he was, is growing all the time in, in, in the job. I don't think he's the name that gets the season ticket sold and I don't think that would be why. I think that, you know, Amy is just bad timing. But for John Kennedy, I think this is now the start of his managerial career. Um, and I think I understand the, the 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 comment about if we get a positive result against Rangers would you then be warm and chill I don't think we would but I tell you what I think another SPFL side might it might instead of going to go to the championship to start it might encourage him to get a top flight job if he gets a good result so there's positives in in, in both both faces. Celtic's been very good for John Kennedy um, and right now John Kennedy between now and then of the season is, for me is good for Celtic Um and all the I, I wish him all the best if he does go, I really do because he's he's been he's conducted this uh, with humility, I think, and a bit of class, and he's calmed the and
1: down, hasn't he, to a point? De- definitely, and we'll get onto the Saturday's game in, in a mm-hmm. couple of minutes. Scott Howe and KS caretakers have actually said if Kennedy beats him and wins the Scottish Cup, he'll get the job. I think that's what Scott Howe says, and KS yeah. uh, caretaker says if he beats Rangers twice, surely he gets the job. For me, went did up with Neil Lennon. Because well, he got, because he, because we won a treble treble, well said, well um, said. And, and that's and that proved to be the the longer term more damaging decision. And I don't think the <laughs> and and I don't and I, and I don't think uh, the board will make that mistake again. And I, I'm sorry for Kennedy, but he's not big enough or box office enough f- to sell. Season tickets, and uh, we need a clean break. He's always going to be linked with this failed season, rightly or wrongly, how much input he's had into it. We don't know. And it's a failed season, it's a failed season in in the league terms. We don't know about the cup yet. We'll know more on Monday Uh, if if it's going to continue or not. Or we we might not know more on Monday, but we'll we'll come to that soon. Well, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I
3: think as well. I mean, John Kennedy. I think will be. I think he strikes me as someone who is not a panic merchant. I don't any of this whole phase. In, but I don't feel sorry for him. I think he's been given an amazing opportunity. When, let's be honest, when you went and took the job, most managers when they come in have the right to bring in their own coaching team. He was safe, right? Because Celtic gave him that safety, that position of you know assistant manager. To me, that is he okay. He earned it, Fair enough in, in one aspect, but. You know, it's a pretty lucky situation that the manager's not come in making demands of who his his assistant manager is. Um. Secondly, when that manager's then removed, often what follows the backroom team, he mm-hmm. actually gets a promotion out till the end of the season, mate. So, let's not. I don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> he can, oh, I, nice. I say, I've got plenty of praise for him, by the way, because I think, uh, you know, the rip roaring free scoring was out on Saturday finally, and these shots were getting, you know actually turn into goals, but fair play to him, he's conducting himself well, but I also think he'll be very grateful for being given the gig till the end of the season, As it's going to benefit his um,
1: his job opportunities tenfold. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, we got a bit of abuse last week, and I spoke about it before, for last Monday, when we built a show on rumours, ifs and buts, no Nicky buts. So... <laughs> The first thirty one minutes of this the, this bulletin the day I mean we have based it on rumour and oh we did base it on a fact that Don Mackay's starting next Monday so that, that, that so uh, the first thirty-one minutes has been based on that based on that fact. So for the next thirty odd minutes we're only going to deal with fact. So that fact is at the weekend we skelet Livingston and the game We've got a game this Saturday. Well, at the moment, it's still Saturday until the out-of-day institution, which is the SFA, decides that they need to bow. <laughs> which one? <laughs> well, they decide that they need to bow to another out-of-day institution and the peasants must behave in a certain way, <laughs> which means that the game's going to get moved. If the game does get moved, I'm going to, I'm going to understand it. Is this country seems seems to need these out-of-date institutions to get a sense of worth in this wilder world. And mm-hmm. until, until somebody comes in with a boss to actually change it, we've just got to need to accept it that we're always going to be asked to behave in this subservient way when the elite tell us to. I mean, I don't like it. I'll moan about it. But I understand that there's too many old blazers, old codgers with, with cobwebs coming out their ears, standing, saluting a flag and being and we, and we they seem to like being told to behave in a certain way. I I think it it you know it, because, because it keeps the elite in power, I think. They, they like us to be subservient. And I think the, the, the royal family is an institution that it's like... Out of date in the modern world, but I understand why the SFA are going to do what they're going to do if if the game if the game does get moved, because that's what we need to be seen to bowing to these these things, which I'll never de, never have done, and never will do. But that's just my own. That's no that's no axon stance. That's just my instance. So, <laughs> so. No, I mean I think I mean
3: it is farcical to be honest with you, but I mean. I, you wouldn't be surprised if it does happen. And you're absolutely right. You know, it wouldn't surprise you in there. And the slightest care if you know, the 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 game is moved. I mean, I I read Friday
1: night they were talking about. I mean, surely they can't do that. What well, again? What they'll probably do, Russell, after after me having that, we go at the establishment there. They'll probably put it on Monday at half past twelve to get me and you <laughs> up there. that's that's what they'll probably mean, me and you will probably need to do a watch along
2: look as the number one audio company iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow, iHeartMedia is your access company, go to iHeartResults.com for more
1: uh, under I understand that somebody's died and there is a personal aspect and the family are going to be grieving and I understand that. But I'm more getting at the establishment here. I'm more having, the establishment are expecting us behave, to, to behave in a certain way and that's what I'm getting at. I've got nothing against the, the personnel of the royal family whatsoever. I've got something against the institution. But the fact is somebody's passed away but I don't like getting told to behave in a certain way.
3: So for me, it's just, just two options, Kev, right? What's bigger to you? Someone die in the Royal Family, the Scottish Cup. I pick the Scottish Cup every single time. Simple. Do you know what I mean? So, for me, it takes priority. It's all like that. Right. Right. And we all make our own minds up on that. And if other folk think that other stuff, fair they play to them, that's all. That's up to them if they think you should get moved. That's fine. But for me, nine matters more than
1: Celtic winning the Scottish Cup this season. So, mean, <laughs> mean, 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 I look, the game. I mean, look, the team that we're playing... On Saturday, Sunday, eh, whenever Monday afternoon, Tuesday night, Friday night, whenever it is going to be, <laughs> going to be. I mean, they've got a photo of the Queen in their dressing room, so I mean, <laughs> sh- 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 mean surely their heads are going to be elsewhere. <laughs> uh, I mean, but what the I mean, can even- is that true. That is true. Yes, I've got a year of the Queen in the dressing room. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that is embarrassing, man. If that's what makes them go to sleep at night, that's what makes them sleep well at night. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I don't. I'm not really bothered about that. Hey, eh? but I can't remember the, the Queen cancelling anything when Rangers died in 2012. Can you? <laughs> 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 oh, we are oh, oh, just gas the day, my man. I, mean, I love it. Love it. Ah, uh, there's, there's, the, there's my wee fishing rod. Out.
2: Right, right. I need
1: to move Slifty on for this. This is, this is developing into like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Whatever's going to happen, John Kennedy's going to take the troops to Ibrox whenever, in hope of like knocking out the favourites for the competition, because they are the favourites for the competition. Yeah, let's let's, let, let, let's not let, let, no beat about the bush there, right? And to keep your dream alive, of winning the fifth Scottish Cup in a row. So, what did you think we learned from the Livingston game, Russell? James Forrest is key.
3: James Forrest, I... Oh, an apology to him for the amount of times I've shouted about him in my living room. My brother will testify to that. <laughs> he, I've given it tight so many times. And actually, he has definitely shown us something that's been missing this season. Um, He, 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 he brings a directness, a fantastic finisher. It's his numbers, mate. It's just one of those things. He is he has a guarantee of 15 goals and 15 assists a season from the wing. It's phenomenal and um, I've been guilty of taking it for granted and, and I'm delighted that he's he's back in the side um, I also happen to think that since uh, we talked up uh, El Yunusi uh, <laughs> last week, uh, the big man's got a boost so he's obviously another Monday Club fan as I see in the comment there, nice on my man um, yeah, right. El Yunus looks like he's playing for his future a wee bit that's kind of what I took for it. I thought this looks like the big man he's He's, you know, and you, you know, they say they're playing in the shot window. I think he's playing in the Celtic shot window, mate. I think he's, he's making a real effort to try and get to become a permanent fixture. And I've heard the arguments for it, and I have kind of swayed to, to, more to that side now. In fairness to what originally, originally was, and goals always help. Um, and he's colour into the, the left hand side of the, the, the keeper's net was absolutely stunning. I love that. Um we're not going to get carried away and I'm not going to be negative about a 6-0 win. I thought it was wonderful. I just, I would say that I did feel once it got after 2-0, there was a bit of pre-season friendliness about the tempo a wee bit from Livingston. I didn't think I didn't think they played like themselves.
1: Um, brilliant watching Martindale at the side, hating life, loved it. Absolutely love that. I right, I'm, I'm, go, I'm, go, I'm going to need to pull you up about that. I noticed you had a bit of beef with Martin Dale on Twitter. Exactly. So, you, so, so, what what's what's the beef? He came. A, we, we've done an interview on state of mind. Done an interview, him, and he came across, very well. I think it's a, I think it's a, a, true proper story, man. do like him. Why? <laughs> um,
3: I just think, I just think, everyone's got a story, mate, and. His is just glorified for, for nonsense. I, I, I mean, I think it all coincided with that silly 10 game unbeaten run at Levy, but he's not for me, but not in personal, man. I don't really know him. Do you know what I mean? Maybe i meet him, we'd get on fine, but in the meantime, I enjoyed watching getting get on 6 0. Man's changing my mind on that, <laughs> <I've enjoyed laughs> No, 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 changing
1: <laughs> Look, we didn't scalp Livingston Lo- that old. Um, <laughs> no. Like, I, they're uh, both in mind. Aye, it seems to be. I think they maybe it's like back pocketed them a couple of times under Martin O'Neill and all that when they were up the first time. But I can't really remember us having a such a comfortable afternoon uh, as we did again against uh Livingston. There was a comment there by R I D Z when I was talking about the establishment near and he mentioned the Vatican. No, he just automatically thought because I was talking a Celtic Celtic podcast out of am a Catholic. Mm. Maybe that, maybe, maybe that just shows you didn't follow the stereotype, mate. Eh?
3: Yeah, it's, uh,
1: uh, totally, mate. Uh, you totally. what I mean? Eh? So, I thought it was a decent performance, and and, and it was and it was quite, um, it, it was quite noticeable for me after the game when John Kennedy says he says what we've been working on for four weeks came came to fruition today getting the ball in behind getting the ball wide yep, yep. Using, using the full backs and I thought that was interesting for him to actually say that I did think it was interesting to actually say that against Falkirk in the couple of games before I think we had something like 162 shots at goal and never never scored. day well, but I think you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I think Kennedy's very much,
3: you know, going to be looking at the analytics of it all and going, if you actually break it down, we're doing everything that you're supposed to do in football games, apart from the most important thing and putting the ball in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Someone's for it soon. Uh, I, I, you know, and you know by putting it as it came to fruition definitely. On the flip side, right? I wanted to know your thoughts on Ayet.
1: He's struggling, eh? again what I'm going to say about what I'm going to say about any of the subs that came on was uh, as you mentioned that it went to pre season pace yeah. Lovingston uh, had changed like the five outfield players by that point they I were know. just trying to get boys led uh, their, Legs. Celtic were trying to bring guys on. The pace of the, the game utterly drops. Totally the pace die. of the game utterly drops. And I, and I do find it's very difficult to judge players coming yeah. on in games like that. But look, you're, you're 5 nothing up at that point. You're, he's maybe coming on going, I'm going to get a goal here. I'm going to try him. But he didn't really do nothing. But I, I'm going to give him a wee bit of a benefit of the doubt here. I also saw a lot of the comments in the post match game as well with folk actually saying, uh, it's only Livingston. You, you bet them six nothing. It's not. It's a bit late in that. I bloody enjoyed it. I, I bloody enjoyed living in that moment. going, This is a great. I, I'm enjoying watching Celtic for this. Yeah. For, fun, nice, for, for, for this game, I'm not worried about what's going to happen in the future. now, we're scoring goals. Every Ambrose is playing great balls to Ryan Christie for us <laughs> to actually score. I was like, I was <laughs> like the good. I was like the good old days. And, and I'm gone. I was having a look at things, and I'm gone. I think sometimes Celtic fans don't like getting good things. They just can't live in that moment. And, and it could be a football fan out, actually. We just don't live in that moment. We're always looking for a caveat. We're always looking for our opinion to be right. And that's quite hard for us to say when we sit and the rubbish on a Monday, and a Tuesday, that I don't want, want my opinion to be right. My opinion's just an opinion. But I think there's loads of guys out there who will say stuff so they can come back a later day and go, I tell you that was going to be right. I tell you that was right. And they just didn't want to love it in the moment. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. no, I agree. I think when you look at it, you've got to look at everything in isolation as well. And you, look, you look first at the result against, like I say, a bogey team. There's no two ways Livingston have been a problem for Celtic in, the, in recent years, even under Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I then think you've got to look at it and going 6-0. Clean sheet could have been ten. Um, definitely, uh, how many clean sheets is that under Kennedy? Around? four out of six, five out of six, mm-hmm. something like that. Anyway, I'm, you know I always get these things slightly wrong, but I'm close. Um, Scott Bain's looking more and more confident. Actually, I thought he looked more assured as well um, with the, with with the work he did have to do because he was still called into action on a couple of
1: occasions. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to talk about Scott Bain. I like the fact that he made saves. Know the fact that we gave up the save, not, not the fact that we gave up the chances, the fact that he actually saved them. He was he there that. and done He done the job that you want your goalkeeper to do. A hundred, a hundred
3: percent agreed, because like I said about Barkas, I said, the thing is, when you're a keeper at, the, at Celtic or Rangers, I appreciate he's got every, he could look through all the games he's played and has every right to go, but really should I have saved that, really should I have saved that. The fact is, to be a Celtic goalkeeper, I'm not saying anyone uh, in particular you should have saved, but the ratio is you do pull out that worldly save. That's the thing. You need to do that at least a couple of times. You know, if you were to go through Forster's saves last season, right, how many of them should he have saved? And you there? that. Um, how many should he have saved? Hunters, you could argue that he shouldn't have saved. That's the difference. And that's why over the road, um, across the city they've got a guy who's about to win Player of the Year and we're—you know it's not going to be one of our keepers um, but I couldn't agree more it was refreshing to see him making saves I actually said that about four weeks ago Scott being pulled off a couple of saves I thought that's the first time I've seen that this year you know like actually seeing saves so
1: I'm fully on board with that one, big man fully on board I I agree with that and Bain's going to be the goalkeeper at the end of the season I don't think Barkas is going to get another look in this season no. Scott Bain, Scott Bain's been competent and that's all I want folk F- F- we've done this season that's all I want to be my goalkeeper he stood up on Saturday and he made a couple of staves, saves Paul Clellan comes into the comments and and, and this is aimed at me, and I'm going to go back to the team. take it you're one of those people who thought Celtic shouldn't have had anything to do with the Commonwealth Games. What I've said, and I've said this on this podcast numerous times, (laughs) what Celtic PLC actually sees Celtic, I know they'll never agree with what my vision of Celtic is. So that was a PLC decision. Did I agree with it? No. But um, but the PLC took that decision. The PLC took that decision. The PLC are going to do a lot of stuff. That I don't agree with. but, but they've, I got, see, they, I mean, they've got the reasons for doing it, and fair enough as well. Do you know what I mean? It's one the things. I don't see the PLC as a club. I see me, Russell, the fans, my supporters, club and all of that as a club. The PLCs, some days <laughs> I have a uh, the PLCs, some day I have a transaction with, and they've got yeah, their own like. needs, and they've got their own needs to shareholders and stuff like that. It looks like the two blokes on the balcony in the Muppet Show: excellent entertainment. <laughs> Well, what were they two boys' names? Waldorf and Statler, was it? Waldorf and Statler, eh? Right, <laughs> right we'll, we'll move on. I've actually got to see. I've actually prepared Russell. I've actually got the team up in front of me.
3: Oh! this good I know,
1: delicate I know, I know, I know. Uh, right back, John Joe Kenny. I think since David Turnbull and Forrest have been put, like, in front of him, John, John Joe Kenny no longer looks like he's pushing a washing machine up the wing. I think John, John 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 Joe Kenny's looking all right. He, he's uh, went from a six point five out of ten to a
3: seven out of ten. Do you hmm. know what I mean? But the thing is, I'm gonna give him his due here as well. He's never fell below that. He's never done but he's not really put a foot wrong whilst he just hasn't been spectacular. And um, but I certainly think I think you're I think you're right again there, Kev. I think the the introduction again, you just need to say the name James Forrest again. You start going, he's having an impact and all sorts of ways right now, which is fantastic, and I think Kenny definitely with that formation it
1: suited him better. It looks like he's settled, and I've enjoyed watching John Joe Kenny the last two games. Whether that means that he maybe gets another shot with us in the future, who knows? But who knows? for the last, for, but for the last two games, I've enjoyed watching John Joe Kenny, and I, I can't yeah. say I, I can't say anything better than that. In the centre half position, uh, Stephen Welsh, and I'm going to tell you about something about Stephen Welsh. It shows you how comfortable I'm with Stephen Welsh playing now. I've started calling him Welshy. Oh, I've him like I've given
3: him a nickname. I like it. Nah, if you're getting a nickname, you're in the door, mate. No. Definitely. Do you know sure. something? I don't even. I do even look at him like a youngster anymore. To be honest, I've. I'm. I'm it's. It is. like you say. It's, it's these uh, subconsciously aspects that bring. You know, he is just part of the first team now, right? Like, mm-hmm. when you're talking about, is Ayer and Welsh that are going to be playing 100%? And, you know, if I is going to go in the summer, I was actually we a wee chat with Tony Haggerty yesterday and we were talking about um, Chris Julian. And I think when he comes back, he's going to be huge for Welsh. I think I think we were talking about captain characters, right? I know I went off on a tangent again. I'm sorry, I'll try to talk about no, the line No, 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 no. But uh, I, think, I, think, I think Julian's a shout for captain, to be honest with you. I don't think we've seen nearly enough of him. Um, and I think he is so overly criticised for games on a plastic pitch. And um, he's just, you know, it's just this labelling, lazy labelling of doesn't he like a physical battle? Did you see him in that cup final when we, when we won it 1-0? Forget the goal. He put his head everywhere against Lazio. Head everywhere. I, I think he looked, he looked daft at Almondville because he couldn't be to the ball when it was coming off the off the plastic pitch. And he looked like a donkey. And Lyndon Dykes to have him on toast. Fair enough, but I think Welsh with Julian next year. Once Julian comes back, and Julian with that armband on, I think he'll grow again. I think I think there's a leader in him. I really do. Um, and my arm, overall, with leaders, I don't think in that squad. And obviously, there's going to be new additions. Fair enough. Maybe that'll change. But I like the idea of Julian and, and, and Welsh next year. If if uh, I is you know determined to go, which which we seem to think might be might be the case.
1: I'm I'm not saying Welsh is the future and he's going to be a Celtic great or anything like that. But again, I'm loving in the moment here, and I'm I'm seeing a young player who maybe didn't reach his potential at loan at Morton last season. He was he was on loan at Morton last season, and but sometimes you needs to step down to see where you have to go where where, where up. He, okay. he, he's went down to the championship in front of like decent professional players and he's found and he's been found wanting but he's a young lad and he's came and he's brought that experience into the Celtic team this year and it looks okay it looks fine and that's all that's all when, when I'm talking about I'm I we're talking about going going AI on friday saturday sunday monday tuesday mm-hmm. wednesday whenever it's going to I be think. and and, and <laughs> <laughs> Try trying the chatting Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and I've I've got no qualms about Stephen Wells playing now I'm not about Stephen Wells playing Uh, because he's doing he's doing well for us He, he
3: he brings composure for such a young guy as well and that's what I'm trying to say, I've kind of forgot when I'm watching him that there should be maybe a bit of you judging him on Remember, he's only 20 years old or whatever, but... Or 19, how old is he? 19, 20? 20, 20. I'm not 100% sure. no. A, but no. But, um I. Think he's brought. I think he's been composed at the back. He's brought a real maturity, I think, in his game as well. And I think you're absolutely right. It's the fact you'll see his name
1: next weekend, whenever the game is, and you won't blink an eye that he's in the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, producer Paul comes in, comes in to tell us that he's 21 I knew he'd be right isn't a uh, it? unbelievable eh? <laughs> as, as we call him in the office um, look you, you mentioned Julian coming back next season I don't know whether we'll see the best of Julian because I don't think he's going to get a pre-season by the looks of things I think he's still going to be rehabilitation at that time so we're a new manager so we're a new manager coming in um, I think Yulian's U- going to be starting a bit down the pecking order until what he gets up to, until he gets up to speed, and I do reckon whoever comes in will bring in a centre half. Yeah, the will, will definitely bring a centre. They'll need to because Ayer is more than likely to leave. One thing Ayer set up a Ayer set up a good goal for Moy on a Saturday, but. It's only because he's all right-footed. He couldn't he go. He couldn't he go to the left-hand side. And, and, I th- and, and I think this is something that makes Ayer look a bit awkward at times. Is the fact that he's a right-footed player on the left-hand side of defence. Kev, Kev, you're stealing my part, me.
3: Honestly, oh. I, I was going to say at times with Ayer when he dives in, right. So, see when the man's running along, you would think when it's down the left-hand side, down his left, and he's turning. You would think you would slide tackle with your left foot and hook it round. He goes in with his right foot, like across the player, and it always looks a bit... I don't know why I'm sliding about my chair, is it? Maybe they can even see my feet. I don't know what I'm doing. But it, he goes in with... The, it looks like he's going in anyway. I'm not one to tell a defender how to defend. Clearly never played at his level. But he does look like he's going in with the... Uh, he does look like he's going in with the wrong foot, I think, at tackle. And it's the right, his right foot. And I think you're right, he's got no left side sort of consciousness
1: at all, do you know? I mean it's I I, I couldn't agree more with that. That's funny you said that. Uh, so, it's just something I notice all the time when he makes a breaks up the park from the left hand side position. He's yep. always he's always going inside. He's always going yep. to go inside because he can't go outside. Maybe under better coaching that'll get developed. But I'd like to see him I don't think we've seen that IR when you see Ayer as on right back and also the right-hand side of defence, I think he looks far more comfortable because it's on his natural side. And interestingly, Greg Taylor came back in for Diego Laxalt. Um I like Taylor. I've said all season, I like Greg Taylor. Uh, I think he, he's not as flamboyant or as show-offy as Laxalt. He's not as noticeable as Laxalt. But I think he does I think he's a coach he's a he's a coach's player. I think managers play Greg Taylor because he gives you that six, seven out of ten every week.
3: Well, yeah, I, I think it's a fair point. Um for me, like, I think I, I would always go with Laxalt above him, but I, I made my case for him last week. Um I think more I wanted to find out so what you think about them it, Laxalt seemed to have become Kennedy's man at left back and I found that it was quite peculiar that Taylor the week before the uh, you know the Glasgow derby and the Scottish Cup that he wants to see Taylor at, at home at Livingston so it's two ways either was impressed by him in training and thought you know what I need to give him ninety minutes because I've got a decision to make here or he was protecting Laxalt, who's been his go-to guy at left back since he took over um, and he and he just didn't want Laxalt to get to get a knock or anything, or, or any or suspended or whatever do you know what I mean for him um, for the weekend so. Uh, I did think it was quite curious that, that, that Taylor randomly brought in the week before, but I like to say he didn't let anyone down. He didn't do a bad job in any, uh, any way, stretch,
1: uh, stretch, of form, you know? I don't think so. What I'm going to say is I think the starting 11 is the 11 that John Kennedy is going to go with uh, this weekend. Same team? I don't think he's going to go with the same team. And I think Greg Taylor, we, we've spoke about the lone ease and stuff like that. And I says, like Salt, if you were getting higher, higher 10 million and Laxall Salt would probably be a good deal for going forward in the summer. But, okay. if that, but if that deal's not on the table, if that deal's not on the table, I don't, I think we'd be looking for a backup left back. And we've still got Ball and Golly. Ball well, and still kicking a bit. Ball and Golly's still going to be our player in the summer. I think Greg Taylor will be Celtic's left back next season, no matter who the manager is.
3: No, I, um, thought, I thought I thought you said last week you'd you say that Laxalt would join. You thought if he was going to stay, it'd be another loan. Did we have that conversation? No, that, that was last week. That was, that was <laughs> the last week, man. But I, no, I subscribe to the point. I thought I, I, I thought I could see that happening um, on loan, on loan for another season potentially. Or as a make in the in, in an IR deal, but again these are our spots and maybe. Um, well, 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 I've well, not convinced Greg Taylor is doing is doing enough to be week in week out Celtic's left back. Yeah. I'm not. Maybe maybe I'm just. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I don't know. But I, I would be a bit underwhelmed if you're saying he would be the number one choice left back. I like him in the squad, and I think you're right. I think he might be as a coach's sort of dream if you like, in the sense that. He, you know He's a, he's a proper pro and he'll, and he'll learn and his game will develop and he will always give you that 6 out of 10 or 6.5 out of 10. He'll not let you down, but can we go for a bit more than that? I think we can.
1: The thing about that, so we're just like thinking that Ayer's going to go to AC Milan or Eddie's going to go to AC Milan and he's going to be involved in part of the deal. As, yeah. at, this, as at this point, next season... There's two there's two left backs at the club, mm-hmm. Taylor and Taylor and Ball mm-hmm. and Golly, uh, and for me personal opinion, when a new manager comes in, or the new manager's assessing this season, he will go, I do not need a left back because Greg Taylor's decent. That's just well, my that's just my. No, I like
3: that. I like that. And if that's the case, then happy days because whoever the new manager is going to be.
1: You've got to trust their judgment on these things, and if they think that broken, okay. but you ain't gonna be the same team, the same eleven. I, I think it'll be the same eleven. I think when you look at if you move into the midfield, Callum McGregor, Scott Brown, and David Turnbull. Since since uh, Scott Brown has signed for Aberdeen, it looks like there's been a weight taken off his shoulders, and it looks like he's going to enjoy his football for the. He's looked like he's enjoyed his football the last two games. And it looks like he's got to enjoy his football from now to the end of the season. See, his goal. Did you think Ayer had tapped it in? I see for the angle it was. Because he's dived in with
3: his head. He was kind of in front. And Ayer actually... I'm doing that with my feet again. Mate. I don't know what's wrong with me. But he says, Ayer actually does like a ghost volley. And I thought it was Ayer who'd put it home. And I went, oh, look at that. And that header, see, to me, that just epitomises him. He knows the boy's going to put his foot in. He doesn't care, mate. He doesn't desire to do it. And we were just talking, um, incidentally, about a pre-season sort of vibe at one point. And then you look at Scott Brown there, who's the complete opposite to that. Love it. Loved seeing it, mate. I thought it was a brilliant header.
1: Um, It was a good header, uh, but it was Stephen Welch. No liar. It was Stephen Welch. Like Stephen uh,
3: Steven Milch. Uh, I, I knew it was one of the two. I, 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 it was just that right
1: foot thing, knew. <laughs> what about his volley as well? I mean I you, you mentioned that the Rangers goalie earlier on. Eh? I mean, Robbie McCrory had a great game for <laughs> for for, for Lovingston. and I mean <laughs> so, he he, yeah. he probably he probably stopped at being double figures at the I, time. I said um, ten, mate. Uh, when we started talking about this, and it's not an exaggeration. I
3: thought that could have been more. And Again, but it is, a, it is where I keep, when you when you put it like that as well, when the keeper's having such a positive uh, game, he's actually was having a, good, a lot of good saves there. The fact we've still put six past them, that's good Good signs, mate, good signs. Um,
1: if, if we go on, SP, SPB says, are we settling for de- decent? And he's put a wee kind of squiggly face emoji. No, we're not settling, settling for decent. Next season we're not going to settle for decent, but this season we're settled. We're looking at the here and now players yeah. that are playing well. So yeah. we can. And, and and you know Greg Taylor
3: is playing well. He did play well, sorry, on Saturday. And you know, he, you know, we're only we're only basically giving him a compliment. So you know, that's what we're going to. That's what we're trying to do. I mean, we're trying to look for. We're trying to be on a positive Celtic state of mind right now, my man, because. It's a huge game at the weekend. And <laughs> we need to try and... We need to, we need to believe that we can do it. And I right,
1: all... So they are. I think we do. I think it will be... The midfield sort of picks itself. David Turnbull had a decent game. Scott Brown had a decent game. Callum McGregor was Callum McGregor. If we move to the front three, because we did actually play a 4 which is right. interesting as well. James Forrest is... <laughs> James Forrest, sorry, somebody's actually phoning me on Microsoft Teams. <laughs> I, <hear> uh, <laughs> I um, James Forrest played played really, really well. Um, and him going off being injured was, it's a worry for us. It is a worry for us. Because we were already pinning our hopes of winning the Scottish Cup on James Forrest's shoulders and wee neck. I I mean, the guys came back for a long-term injury. Are we actually pinning too much on them?
3: Yeah, definitely we are. But uh, again, as I say, it's our own fault for underestimating what value he's brought to that team. Well, not everyone. I appreciate not everyone, but I'm certainly guilty of it, and I, I feel rotten about it. And I just to to make his life worse, I've now went through critic, over criticizing him to in the in the house and shouting, he's shouting at me. I thought he's he's head or whatever. Do you know what I mean? To now going. Well, now you're in my good books again. I'm actually going to pin all my hopes of winning the Scottish Cup on you as well. So no pressure, James. You know it's—he must hate me, man. But no, I, I've been—he's been really refreshing, I think, in the team. And see, for me, I, I made the comparison last week with, with Ryan Christie, and I think James Forrest is streaks ahead in terms of uh, just—he plays more, he plays the game more maturely um, than Ryan Christie. And I think, I think if Forrest is fit he yeah, is up uh, uh, there with
1: the first names in the team shoot definitely definitely we'll have mention, we mentioned Moy at the start and I'm sure we could speak about Moy Moy had one of those games which makes you wonder I, I want to keep him for next season what about Eddie? what did you think about Eddie? Eddie's I mean for me if Eddie turns up on Friday Saturday Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday happy days whenever it is going to be We won the game. But Eddie looks the shadow of the player that he was last season. See the difference for me with Eddie and Dembele? You didn't ever
3: ask if Dembele turns up we win the game when it was coming up to one of these derbies, right? Because you knew he turned up. He, he, He was born for it. Why are we even saying if Eddie turns up? Do you know what I mean? I'm agreeing with you, by the way. Because you know that he might not. That's the two differences. See for me, Dan had just that. He's got that extra hang on it. He's got the star quality, mate. He's got that big game hunger, and he actually thrives in that environment. And 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 Edward, there has to be. You have to be honest. You have to say he's not. Despite his goal return being pretty impressive, happy days with that, right? Happy days again. Um, but I think the uh, I, I think there is. I think there's been a lot of lackluster performances for me from him. Um, and th- th- there is a concern what Eddie's going to turn up at the weekend because he's that good when he's good. He's a game changer for us, a complete game changer. We all know that. We all know he's you know got bags and bags of ability. You know that that, that could that could be utilised in, in a better league at a top team. We all feel like that that, that he's capable of it. Um, it's a big one He's going to need to get his mojo in gear. You know, I think he needs a rocket up the you know what. Do you know what I mean? And just come on. Um but hopefully we will see the, the the best side of Eddie because he could certainly give them a hard time and he has
1: done over the years, you know, he definitely has. So let's see what happens. I think uh, our best hope of victory is Eddie turning up because on his days the best striker in Scotland, mm. that day has been few and, few and far between this season. He had a couple of chances at the weekend. There was a good save by McCrory as well. But he just seems to be his head just seems to be elsewhere. But he's one of those players that you can't play. You can't you can't drop oh, him you oh. can't can't not play. You you've got to actually play him. I liked what he says about Dembele. Dembele was like like Slash for Guns and Roses when he's gone for a solo. Uh, this is my moment. I, I'm turning up to eleven, and, I, and I'm gaining. I'm gaining this loud day. Eh? This is my moment. Axel, get away! You, you're just, you're just a fud. Axel, move! <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, 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 this is this is my, this is my moment. Eh? Uh, and I don't. Eddie heard that last season. But he doesn't. He, he doesn't seem to have it this season, and I, 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 I'm, I'm not worried about him. Uh, he, he is one of the first names on the team sheet, and I do reckon that John Kennedy won't change his starting eleven. No, if you make a good argument for the
3: starting eleven to be the same. I think we've discussed Forest. You look at El Yunusi that you just touched on there. He's got to play when he's in this form. He also did score against him a few weeks ago as well. Um, his confidence is high. I think he's playing the state Celtic right now as well. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, I think he, I think he is fighting for his future a wee bit. Um, and as I say, I've kind of swayed to the opinion of that actually might be a tidy wee bit of business. Um, he'll definitely play Eddie, as you see. You can't not play. You've named the midfield: Brown, McGregor, uh, Brown, McGregor, Turnbull. Turnbull has to play again as well. I think he's got a brilliant temperament. Um, he'll ready even for these sort of games. I don't think he's phased by it at all. Um, I wonder how his character is going to grow as well because I think he has been very level-headed right now. Um, he does seem a really calm influence. I, I would like to see maybe, I don't know, between him and McGregor, if we're going to be going with them and Sorrow, I think we need maybe a, more of a personality in the midfield in terms of someone more animated. And I don't know. That, that's just an observation. There's plenty of time for that to, to, to work out. And, 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 you know, it's just... But I mean, yeah, definitely. You go with that midfield. The back four, I think, is Laxalter Taylor. Um, I think that one's up in there. I think you're right about the rest of the team.
1: For me, if that team turns, turns up whenever the game's going to be and leaves the Ibrox pitch with no regrets, we're in the next round of the Cup. Agreed. That, 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 that's me. That's me looking through green tinted specs, and I didn't really care. <laughs> no, I was looking through it. Going to, going to look through it with, with green tinted specs well Russell that's an hour and seven minutes so we better everybody get back to their work on this Monday afternoon We, me and you are back the more a night at half past six for Scream of Celica well where, where we're going to be going to 2008 8 We're going to be going to April two thousand eight, and a famous Celtic Rangers game. So, if you want to join us tomorrow night, please do. Uh, Thanks for everybody getting involved in the comments, and see you all later.